نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ربنا زدنا علما Alright, so yesterday we learned a little bit about Surah Al-Fatiha I told you about the importance of Surah Al-Fatiha and how the Surah is very unique it's very different from the rest of the surahs of the Qur'an. That it's so important that salah is incomplete without the recitation of this surah. Which shows how important this surah is. There's a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ from which we also learn about the importance of the surah. This hadith is narrated in Sahih Muslim. We learned that Ibn Abbas anhu, he narrated that the Messenger of Allah ﷺ once he was sitting and the end of Jibreel, he was there. Remember that the end of Jibreel, he would bring the revelation to the Prophet ﷺ. And he would also teach him at the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the matters of the religion. So while the Prophet ﷺ was sitting with Jibreel, he heard a noise from above, a huge noise from above, from the sky. Jibreel lifted his sight to the sky and said that this is a door in heaven being opened. And it has never been opened before. A door in the heaven has been opened which has never been opened before. And from that door, an angel descended and came to the Prophet ﷺ. And that angel, he said to the Prophet ﷺ, Receive the good news of two lights that you have been given, which have not been given to any other prophet before you. Receive the good news of two lights which are being given to you, and they have not been given to any other prophet before you. What are they? Fatihatul Kitab, the opening of the book, and the last ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah. Two lights. One is which one? Surah Al-Fatiha. And the other is the last ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah. And they're so special that they were only given to the Prophet ﷺ. And the angel said, you will not read a letter of them, but will gain its benefit. When a person reads even one letter of Surah Al-Fatiha, he receives its benefit. The Surah is very Mubarak. It's full of blessings. That how? When a person recites it, then yes, there is ajr for recitation of the Qur'an. But there is also special benefit, as we learn from this hadith, which is reported in Sahih Muslim. Now inshallah, we will do the tafsir of the surah. you know what the word tafsir means? Explanation. So it's the explanation of what? Of the Qur'an. So we are going to study the tafsir of Surah Al-Fatiha now. The meaning, the explanation of the surah. Many of us have a rough idea of what the surah means, don't we? I'm sure many of you also know the translation. If not the word to word, at least somewhat understanding of what the surah means. Let's go a bit deeper. What do these words actually mean? What do these verses actually mean? How are we supposed to understand them? How are we supposed to relate with them? And how are we supposed to implement them? So let's begin. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Lesson number one. Surah al-Fatiha. Ayah number one to seven. Surah al-Fatiha has 25 words and it has 113 kalimat. 
letters or huruf. This surah is a Makki surah. What it means by a Makki surah is that it's a surah that was revealed before the Prophet ﷺ migrated from Mecca to Medina. Surahs that are known as Makki, what are they? Those which were revealed before the Prophet ﷺ hijrah. And Madani surahs, Madani from Medina, which ones are they? Those that were revealed after the Prophet ﷺ migrated to Medina. Makki and Madani don't represent the place, but what do they represent? The era, the time period. So from Makki, don't think it was revealed in Makkah. And from Madani, don't think it was revealed in Medina. This surah is fifth to be revealed in chronology. Which ayat were the first ones? Iqra. And this surah is the fifth surah to be revealed. And it's the first surah that was revealed in its entirety. Al-Fatiha. What does Fatiha literally mean? The opening. So this surah is called Al-Fatiha. Why? Because it is the opening of the Qur'an. This is the surah from which the Qur'an begins. When you open up the Qur'an, what do you find? Surah Al-Fatiha. And Fatiha is from Fatiha. And Fatiha is to open something. And this surah is also known Al-Fatiha because the recitation of the Qur'an in Salah, before you actually start reciting the Qur'an, what do you have to recite? Surah Al-Fatiha. So it's in a way opening of the Qur'an as well. This surah is a very unique surah. It's a very special surah. How is it unique? How is it different? How is it special? That first of all, it's a major part of salah. How is it a major part of salah? You have to read it in every single rak'ah. Whether you're performing the fard salah or the sunnah or the nafl or the witr, any salah you're praying, every single rak'ah, what do you have to read? Surah Al-Fatiha. If you don't read it, is your salah complete? It's not complete. Any other surah, if you don't read it, will your salah be complete? Of course. But when it comes to Surah Fatiha, you have to read it. What does it show? That the surah is very, very important. And if you think about it, salah is also very important. After Shahadatain, what is the most important pillar of Islam? Salah. Salah is not complete without Surah Fatiha. This shows to us the importance of Surah Al-Fatiha. Then Surah Al-Fatiha is unique in another way as well. That this Surah is also Ruqiyah. Meaning, if you recite it over a person who is sick, they're cured. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes. So this Surah is very unique. And this is the reason why this Surah has many names as well. When something has many names, what does it show? It's very special. For example, there could be a child and they have multiple names. One person calls them something, the other person calls them something. What does it show? Everybody loves them. So when something has many names, it shows how important it is. The Qur'an has many names. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself has many names. Similarly, the surah, surah al-Fatiha also has many names. There is the name Ummul Qur'an, the mother of Qur'an. The Prophet ﷺ said, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ummul Qur'an, wa Ummul Kitab, wa Sab'ul Mathani, wal Qur'an Al-Azim. That Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, meaning Surah Al-Fatiha, is 
Ummul Quran. Secondly, Ummul Kitab. Ummul Quran, mother of the Quran, meaning mother of the recitation. And Ummul Kitab, mother of the book. By the way, what does the word mother mean in Arabic? Sometimes it gives a meaning of the source, the foundation of something. This surah is the foundation of recitation. How is it so? In the salah, you begin your recitation by reciting the surah first. It's the mother of the book. It's the foundation of the book. Which book? The Qur'an. How? In what sense? That this surah covers many, many important themes. For example, it covers tawheed, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It covers about the day of judgment. It includes the mention of the day of judgment. It includes the mention of different types of people. So if a person understands this surah, it's as though he has understood a major part of the Qur'an. Why? Because all of these major themes, where are they? They're all in this surah. So this is why the surah is also called Ummul Kitab, the mother of the book. There are some other names of the surah which are As-Salah, the prayer. Similarly, the surah is also called As-Shifa, the cure. Why is it called As-Shifa? You read it, it could be a source of Shifa. It could be a source of cure for you if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes to give that to you. Similarly, the surah is also called Alhamd, the praise. Because it begins with the praise of Allah. It's also called Al-Asas, the foundation. And it's also called Fatihatul Kitab, opening of the book. So the surah has many different names. And this shows to us the importance of the surah. And how important is the surah? We learn that Abu Sa'id ibn al-Mu'alla, he said, I was praying in the masjid when the messenger ﷺ called me. So he was praying in the masjid, the Prophet ﷺ called him. He didn't respond. Why? He was praying, he was in salah. When he finished the prayer, he went to the Prophet ﷺ and he said to him, I'm sorry, I was praying salah, you called me. The Prophet ﷺ said to him, did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not say, respond to Allah and the messenger when they call you? So why did you not respond to me? You might be wondering, but if you're praying, you can't possibly break your salah. Remember that he was praying nafal salah. When you're praying nafal salah, for the sahaba, if the Prophet ﷺ called him, they were supposed to respond to him. So anyway, the Prophet ﷺ said to him, Shall I teach you the greatest surah of the Qur'an? I will teach you the surah before you leave the masjid. So when they were leaving the masjid, he asked the Prophet ﷺ, You had said to me that you're going to teach me the greatest surah of the Qur'an. The Prophet ﷺ said to him, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen are the seven Mathani and the immense Qur'an which I was given. Meaning, the greatest surah of the Qur'an is which surah? Surah Al-Fatiha. This is why it's so important that we know what it means. Just think about it. We recite it so many times every single day. Every time we pray, we recite the surah. So is it not important we know what it means? Of course it's important. So let's begin the surah. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Why did I say أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم? Is it necessary to say أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم before we recite the Qur'an? If you think about it, what we're about to do is something that's very good. We think that shaitan is associated with doing bad things, right? And when it comes to good things, shaitan will automatically be far. No. When you're about to do something good, shaitan becomes even more active. You know what he's going to do? Distract you. So what time is it, by the way? Okay, only 20 minutes left. Good. Similarly, shaitan 
might put negative thoughts in your mind. Why do we have to study the Qur'an? It's not the most important thing on my list right now. So shaitan becomes extremely active when a person is doing something good. This is why when we're reciting the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us, فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ Everybody say with me, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ What does A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitani Rajeem mean? It means I seek refuge in Allah from Shaitan who is the accursed. From Shaitan who is accursed, Shaitan who is far away. How is Shaitan accursed? How is he far away? He's expelled from the mercy of Allah. He's expelled, he's far away from doing anything good. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, what does it mean? That I begin with the name of Allah. Meaning I mention the name of Allah. That's what I begin with. And who is Allah? Ar-Rahman. And Ar-Rahim. The entirely merciful and the especially merciful. If you think about it, whenever we start something new, what do we rely on? Our strength, our ability, our intellect. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that when you begin this, or when you begin something important, Who should you rely on? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why it's necessary that we say Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim before doing anything that is important. Anything that is useful, that is beneficial, what are we supposed to do? Say Bismillah before actually starting that. The Prophet said, any act that is not begun with Bismillah is devoid of blessing. It's not going to be blessed. It's not going to be successful. It's not going to be beneficial. Why? Because the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was not mentioned. So this is why when we begin the recitation of the Qur'an, the reading of the Qur'an, we seek refuge with Allah against shaitan. And we also mention Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name, seeking His blessing, seeking His assistance, seeking His mercy, His help. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise is due to Allah. Why is all praise due to Allah? Because He is... The Lord of the worlds. Alhamd. What does hamd mean? Praise. But remember that hamd is not just any kind of praise. It is praise that is true, that is sincere, that the person who is being praised actually deserves. It is done out of love. It's done out of respect. This is a condition. Hamd is not just any kind of praise. In the Arabic language, there are many words used for praise. For example, thana, madh. But hamd is unique in the sense that it must be done with love and it must be done with respect. These are two conditions. Because if it's not done out of love, if it's not done out of respect, is it sincere praise? No. For example, a person could be praising another just to get some benefit out of them. You want your child to behave properly. You say, oh, you're such a good boy. You're such a good girl. I know you won't do this. Why are you praising them? So that they listen to you. And you might think otherwise that they're not always a good girl, but you say, you're such a good girl. Why? You want some benefit out of them. Hamd is praise that the person who is being praised actually deserves. It's true. So, alhamdu. 
all praise, sincere praise, true praise, out of love, out of gratitude, out of respect. Who deserves it? Lillahi, for Allah. Doesn't mean we don't praise other people? Doesn't mean others don't deserve any praise? Is that what this means? No. You see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because He is the most perfect one, for Him is the most perfect praise. You understand? And people, they're not perfect. So for them is also imperfect praise. So when we say, Alhamdulillah, all praise is for Allah, it doesn't mean that others don't deserve any praise. No, they do. However, it's according to how much they deserve. You understand? So Alhamdulillah, why all praise for Allah? Because He is Rabbil Alameen, the Lord of the worlds. Rabb. What does the word Rabb mean? Lord. Sustainer. The word Rabb is used for the one who has three qualities. Three abilities. First of all, of Khalq. Khalq means to create. Secondly, of Mulk. Mulk is ownership. And thirdly, of Tadbir. Meaning of planning, sustaining, looking after, managing the affairs. So Rabb, who is Rabb? First of all, Khaliq, the creator. Secondly, Malik, the owner. And thirdly, Mudabbir, the sustainer. So Allah, He is the Rabb of what? Al-Alameen, the worlds. Al-Alameen is from the word Alam. And Alam is a sign. It's also used for a flag. When you see a flag, it represents its country, its team, right? It's a sign. So similarly, alameen. What is it? It refers to the entire creation. Al-alameen applies to everything besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because everything, every creature, what does it point to? The existence of its creator. The ability, the perfection the knowledge, the wisdom, the power of who? Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, alameen is what? The entire creation. Now put these words together. Rabbil alameen. He is the Lord of what? The world's, the entire creation. At the beginning of the ayah we learned, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil alameen. All praise for Allah. Why is all praise for Allah? Why does he deserve it? Why is he worthy of it? Because, first of all, he created the entire creation. You just make one cake and you're so proud about it. Everybody to praise you at the table. Doesn't it happen with us? Of course it does. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is the creator of everything. Every single human being. Every beautiful flower you've ever seen. Every beautiful cloud you've ever seen, every beautiful sunrise and sunset you've ever seen, every single tree and every single color and every single bird, every single star, anything and everything. Who has made it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the Khaliq. And on top of that, He's also the Malik. He's also the owner. Just imagine how wealthy He is. Imagine how ghani He is. Imagine how powerful He is. Someone who is wealthy, someone who is powerful, don't we praise them? Yes, we do. Don't we show any respect to them? Yes, we do. 
But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is ghani. He is the richest of all. Because He is the Malikul Mulk. He is the Malik of the entire heavens and the earth. This is why, Alhamdulillah. And not just the Malik, but He also takes care of, looks after the entire creation as well. Just think about it. If there is a person who is managing a company, managing a factory, managing an office, what position does he get? Manager. And with that title, with that position, aren't they honorable? Don't they deserve respect? Yes. But just think about it. There are so many managers out there, but how many times do they actually make mistakes? Many times. And how many times is it that the people who are working under them actually praise them? You know, true, sincere praise. Hardly. Why? Because they're human beings. They're imperfect. But when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is managing, looking after, sustaining every single thing. Rabba yaribbu is to cause something to grow, to nurture it. Like for example, a seed, look after it, take care of it, nurture it, make it grow until it reaches its stage of completion. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He doesn't just do this with people. That when a woman conceives, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is making that child grow into such a beautiful child. And finally when the child comes out, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nurtures that child, makes him grow so that he becomes an adult. No, not just one person. Not just two people. Not just you and I. But every single human being. And not just every single human being. Every single plant and every single bird. Every single creature. Who provides for it? Allah. Who has made it grow? Who has designed it? Allah. This is why He deserves praise. This is why we're supposed to thank Him. This is why we're supposed to remember Him. This is why we're supposed to worship Him. Because Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise for Allah who is the Lord of the worlds. If you think about the Master the manager or someone who is of the topmost authority. What do you think about? Power, punishment. But how does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describe himself? Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. In Bismillah also what do we learn? He is Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Over here also what do we learn? Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he describes himself with his two most beautiful names over here. And what are those names? Ar-Rahman, the most merciful. Ar-Rahim, the always all merciful. And if you think about it, why is it the two names that mean almost the same thing are mentioned in the same verse? Have you ever thought about that? That why is merciful mentioned twice? Have you ever thought about that? You must have. The thing is that Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim, yes, they give the meaning of mercy, but they are different. Ar-Rahman is the one who has a lot of mercy. It refers to his attribute of mercy. And Ar-Rahim gives us the meaning of the one who shows mercy. So Ar-Rahman is pointing towards his attribute and Ar-Rahim is pointing towards his action. He has the attribute of mercy and he also shows mercy. Then Ar-Rahman also gives the meaning of the one who is merciful to everyone. And Ar-Rahim gives the meaning that he is merciful in a special way to only certain people. What does that mean? That Ar-Rahman, he is merciful towards the entire creation. Those who believe in him, those who don't believe in him. Have you learned about the story of Fir'aun? 
Fir'aun was extremely arrogant. He completely rejected Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mocked at Musa salam, Competed with him. Challenged him. Insulted him. Insulted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. But did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala disable him from ever taking a breath? Did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take his kingdom away immediately? No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let him live. And he punished him after a while. There are so many people who completely reject Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still shows mercy to them. Similarly, they're animals. How come they have affection for one another, mercy for one another? You see, a lion, if it sees a goat, it will kill the goat. But that same lioness will be very affectionate towards its child. So, this mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows to all of His creation in the general sense, the word Ar-Rahman shows. And Ar-Rahim, what does that show? That He is merciful in a very special way to certain people. And this special mercy is for who? Those who seek mercy. How do they seek His mercy? By believing in Him, by obeying Him, by trying to do those things which will please Him. So, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, the entirely merciful, the especially merciful. Now this is something very important that we must understand. Right at the beginning of the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attributes Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim are both mentioned twice. What does that show? That a person can never ever despair of the mercy of Allah. A person can never think, I'm so evil I can never be forgiven. I'm so bad, there's no hope for me. Some of you might be thinking or somebody else might say to you, that you're studying the Qur'an after you've done all of that. Like seriously? And you might wonder yourself, I'm not supposed to be a good person. I've done this, I've done that. No. Allah is very merciful. No person can ever, ever despair of His mercy. So, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. And at the same time, He is Maliki Yawmiddin, the Master of the Day of Judgment. And because He is the Master of the Day of Judgment, and He is the Lord of the Worlds, what do we do? إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ We seek your help, and we seek your assistance. We worship you alone, and we also seek your assistance. This is why, O oh Allah, you guide us. إِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ You show us the right way. What is the right way? صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ the path of those people whom you have blessed, خَيْرَ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ Not of those on whom you were angry, nor of those people who are astray. Okay, let's listen to the recitation of the surah. Everyone stand up. We listen to the recitation and then we sit back down immediately. Okay? أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضال 
Let's continue with the tafsir of Surah Al-Fatiha. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise for Allah, who is the Lord of the worlds. Why is all praise for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Why is He deserving of praise? Why should we praise Him? Why should we honor Him? Why should we thank Him? Because He is the Lord of the worlds. And Al-Alameen includes you and I. Does it not? It includes all of us. If He is the Lord of the worlds, what does it mean? He is my Lord and your Lord too. If He is a creator of the heavens and the earth, then what does it mean? He has also created me and also created you. You know, sometimes I see that, you know, for example, you go to a party, you go to a wedding, and people are dressed up. And they're constantly admiring their hair. You can tell by the way they're, you know, constantly passing their fingers through or they're constantly looking at the mirror, or constantly going to the washroom, appreciating themselves. Isn't it? Similarly, if somebody has beautiful hands, constantly they're looking at their nails. Huh? Constantly they're admiring their fingers. Constantly they're looking at the mirror, looking at their eyebrows, or their lips, or their nose, or whatever. If you think about it, you're so happy about your features. Who gave them to you? Who made them? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So should we not thank Him? Should we not praise Him? We thank people. Isn't it so? But we should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even more. Because everything we have, from our bodies, to our intellect, to our feelings, to our families, to the wealth that we have, the food that we enjoy, every pleasure that we have, everything we benefit from, who has given it to us? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise for Allah who is the Lord of the worlds. And sometimes when you go out and you look at the beauty that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created, the detail in every single creature, it's astounding, it's amazing. I just had my baby a month ago. And even now when I look at her, I'm fascinated. You know, I look at her hands and her nails. Tiny nails. Just yesterday I was trying to trim her nails. It was very difficult. But I was... Amazed at, you know, the size of the nails, but the perfection that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created them with. The toes, the eyes, every part of the body is so amazing. And then you wonder, where was it created? In the womb? Hidden? In darkness? In blood? Isn't that amazing? So who has made this? Who has done this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And He hasn't just done this with one person, but for every single one of us. This is why, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise for Allah, the Lord of the worlds. He deserves praise. He deserves thanks. And we see that because Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves praise in every situation that we're in. You might say that yes, when something's good, yeah, I want to say Alhamdulillah. But I don't like the way my hands are. I don't like the way my eyes are. I don't like the way my nose is. Somebody might complain. Somebody might think like that. But the fact is that Allah deserves praise in every situation. Whether you like it or you don't like it. Why? Because Allah, no matter what He has done, He has done it with perfection and He has done it for a reason. There's some wisdom behind it. There's some benefit in it. That perhaps we cannot see. Perhaps is not clear to us. But it is there. So 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves praise in every situation. This is why we see that the Prophet sallallahu whenever something good happened, whenever he received a blessing, he would say, Alhamdulillah bi-ni'matihi tatimmu salihat That Alhamdulillah, all praise to Allah, by His blessing, the good things are completed, the good things are perfected. Alhamdulillah bi-ni'matihi tatimmu salihat And whenever something not so good happened, then he would say, Alhamdulillahi ala kulli hal. All praise to Allah in every situation, in every circumstance that I could be in. Because Allah deserves praise. I don't see the benefit. I might not be able to recognize it. But there is a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has done what He has done. So alhamdulillahi ala kulli hal. And you know what? This is so amazing. That when you are going through a tough situation, a difficult situation, and you remember alhamdulillah ala kulli hal, it gives you patience. Doesn't it? Think about it. Try it. Just personal example. Yesterday I was trying to put my baby to sleep and she was taking a very, very long time. And I was getting frustrated, obviously, you can imagine. Anybody who's tired wants to sleep. A child is not allowing them to sleep. And at that time, I kept telling myself, Alhamdulillah ala kulli hal. Alhamdulillah ala kulli hal. Hmm? That okay, if this child is not letting me sleep, Alhamdulillah, I have the blessing of a child. Isn't that a huge blessing? It's a huge blessing. So whenever a person is going through difficulty and he acknowledges the fact that Allah deserves praise even now, then it makes him positive. Then you don't just focus on the negative things that are happening, but you focus on the good things that are happening. Because it's quite possible that if you get what you want, you might not be able to do something else. That's very important at the moment. So remember this statement, memorize this statement. Can everybody say it with me? Alhamdulillahi. Ala kulli hal. Write it down and remember it. Remind one another as well. Alhamdulillah. Ala kulli hal. So Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. Who is He? Ar Rahman Ar Rahim. So all praise to Allah. Why? First of all, because He is Rabbil Alameen. Secondly, because He is Ar Rahman Ar Rahim. We have a Lord who is merciful, kind, generous, forgiving. This is why be grateful, be thankful. 